We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome in. Uh, Brian Mazurowski here with you for the next hour or so. How's everybody doing out there? Nice sunshine going outside. Something about the sun gives you energy. Vitamin D. Kick off your day. Uh, Feeling good out there. Uh, Lots to get to today, including a story out of Oregon that uh, had me thinking uh, that we'll get to in uh, just a moment. But first, I want to get to some of the other things in the news today, including this, uh, which... We spoke about earlier this morning, um, just about an hour ago, Phil Rumor, Buffalo Teacher Federation president, who joined us to talk about the return to McKinley High School. All students went back yesterday. And the McKinley High School, the, the new principal, is out on vacation as all students return to school for the first time since a 14-year-old student stabbed, security guard shot in the leg outside, two 17-year-olds charged with attempted murder in that attack that happened right outside McKinley High School just about a, uh, almost a, exactly a month ago today. Now, what we talked about was, uh, you know, as this began uh, just last week, Superintendent Kreiner Cash, then Superintendent Kreiner Cash, was out on vacation and then out on family leave. It ended up he was uh, removed from the job. Uh, And now we found out that, okay, it was an abrupt shift. There was a change in leadership. There was a plan to phase kids in. And and now they're bringing them all back. On Monday, it was announced over the weekend by the new principal, Mustafa Khalil, who's on vacation this week as students return to school. I got to get a job there. You get to wear sweatpants. You get to take vacation whenever you want. I just feel, in your job, I, I feel like this is for most people. There are times, it can be either a, a, a hard rule or just an unwritten rule. That There are certain times you just don't take vacation time. I... You would have to think that this would be one of those times. You're appointed principal of the school, which is a really big job. Okay, principal of the school. All right, you know, two weeks after that happened or so, when all the kids are set to come back, which was going to happen in some way, shape, or form, even before the change was made over the weekend, and you're just going to be gone on vacation for that week? You're not going to be there? It's like at this job. 
it's not expressly said that I can't go on vacation the morning after election day. But it's kind of, you know, if I were to take that off, I would imagine there would be some sort of conversation going on. Like, hey, uh, you know, you work at a news station. It is like one of our key days, uh, mornings of the year. Can we, you know, not do this right now? <laughs> Any way you can move this vacation around a little bit? Like, hey, you're taking this job as principal. Okay, well, uh, you're getting paid a nice salary to do so. Can we move that vacation somewhere else? I, I just think it's, like I said, I got to get a job there. Take your vacation anytime you want to. In the middle of the school year. And by the way, this vacation took place right after they were off of school for a week. And, of course, there's, you know, the off-season. I like to call the off-season your summer vacation. You get a little bit of time off. I, I just thought it was a little strange. There are, and I, it's got to be like that in any job. Everyone has to have those times. It's your busy day of the year. You know, no one's allowed to take off on whatever day. And you know, by the way, you know it's just a job, not a career, if you can take off on those busy days. I'll give you an example. When I used to, when I used to sling the ice cream behind that cold slab at Cold Stone, every Mother's Day, they ran a promotion. Mothers got free ice cream. So what would happen? Every Mother's Day, I mean, that place would be mobbed. A line wrapping around the store, out the door, from door open until door closed. And it happened every month, and the store would be slammed. And you know what I would do? Two months before, and it was said, you know, everyone's got to be a vet. We need all hands on deck. Two months before Mother's Day, I took it off. Like, I'm not working that day. Yeah, I'm making minimum wage here. Just handing out some ice cream. I'm not doing that on a Sunday. Are you kidding me? And that's how you know it's it's just a job. It's not a career. When you take vacation on the days that they really need you, you don't really care that much about the job. At least, that's in my experience. Anyways, and, and then this, uh, we had our other story. Uh, gas prices at a record high. Everybody is, uh, you know, talking about what they're seeing out there. Where do you find the cheapest gas? You have a hot tip? Let me know. By the way, you can weigh in on anything throughout the morning, 803-0930. Send me a text. Uh, give me a call, uh, 803-0930. Uh, gas prices up to about 430 a gallon. And you're probably seeing prices more. That's just the average. Uh, but there's higher prices and maybe uh, a few that are under 430 But that's up a whole $0.09 cents from yesterday, $0.75 cents from a month ago. All-time high average in this area was 428 or at least since they started tracking this back in 2008. So setting some records that nobody wants to set. One of the things, our Brayton Wilson was out talking to people at the gas pump. You know, how do you cope? Are you doing anything differently? How do you, you know, what do you, what's going through your head as you're standing there with this pump in the hand, you're seeing these prices go boom, 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 boom. 
Um, and one of the things that he heard was carpooling. You know, uh, you might have to carpool and have everyone pitch in a little bit for gas. And, you know, I heard that and I thought it's not surprising somebody would say that because it's one of the things you hear about a lot. You know, oh, you carpool to save on gas when gas prices are high in the same neighborhood. You're all going to the same place to work. You know, you might do that. But I heard that and I was just it just immediately struck me. I would never do that. And and. I don't care if you're saving on money or something. I just carpooling and then having everyone pitch in on gas. I don't I feel like there are some things that once you pass a certain age, you know, you never stop being financially responsible, but you do let go of some things just a little bit. And that's one of the, I just cannot picture myself. You know, even if I worked in normal hours with normal people who were coming around, I can't picture myself picking up people and then, you know, hitting everyone up. Like, all right, that'll be like $2. Because, you know, what is it on your just your trip from home to work? And then you split that amongst two or three other people. Is that entire trip using... $10 $10 of gas, maybe, probably not for most people in Western New York. So your entire trip uses, what, $10, $15? And then you split that up like you're going to ask somebody for 4 bucks. I don't I, I just, I would never do that. I, I just can't. It falls in line. It's like the same thing. And, and you know, I you want to be picked up for work? You want to ride one day for whatever reason? Okay, but once. I'm I'm going to take my own car. I don't want to be tied to anything else. But it it's almost like and I feel like people do still have even as you get older. People grow out of this at, at different stages. But it I reached a certain age where it didn't even matter about the financial situation. But you reach a certain age if you're dealing with friends. You know, I guess coworkers is one thing. But you reach a certain age, you're dealing with friends. And you stop anything, especially under 20 bucks, 30 bucks. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. This is not an argument between friends. It's not a conversation I want to have. It has to do with, like, going out to dinner a lot. You'll see if you're going out with, like, a big group, you're on, like, a friend's trip. You're all getting together. Maybe it's a bachelor party. Maybe you're all getting together for whatever reason. And, you know, it comes time for the bill. And, like, someone's trying to do – they won't – no separate checks. It's all on one bill. And someone's trying to, like, parse out, you know, ah, you know, you got this. And then how many drinks did you have? And, oh, no, was this yours or yours? And I – anytime that conversation happens, I just sit back – I. I try to now remove myself from this because I will blow a gasket. Are we going to, you know, everybody here at this table knows each other. Are we going to spend 30 minutes here parsing out $5 items to make sure everyone is to the cent paying exactly what they ate? 
Can't we just split it all like 20 ways? What's what's like $5 amongst friends? And that's not uh, having money to do it. That's just a I, out of convenience, out of just friendship. I don't want to be having this conversation with friends. I just split it all. Or, you know what, if it's a, a lesser group of people, if it's, you know, five people, you're just at a bar, everyone's just getting a drink for what, yeah, put it on me. Someone will get the next one. I kind of run under the understanding with friends. It all evens out. You know, I might go out, you know, one time with somebody and, and not pay under the understanding, all right, I owe you one next time we're out or something. It all evens out at the end. I don't want to have that conversation of, right? Oh, you know, oh, we're sitting there for... And it still happens every once in a while. You get together with a certain group of people and somebody starts taking out the calculator on their phone. And I just sit there like, I just just flip the bill. I'm going to be sitting here for 20 minutes with our calculator... Over $5, let's go. But that's how a carpool would feel to me. <laughs> that's the reason why I would never carpool, right? Someone on the text board, 803-0930, if you want to weigh in. Someone's saying it's supposed to be you drive for a week, I drive for a week, so it saves you, vice versa. And then they, But they added, the only problem is if you have to leave early for an emergency, for anything else, right? Then that throws the whole thing out of whack. I, you know, that's why I, I just, I wouldn't do it. I want to be free to leave early, leave late, go do something, just spur of the moment after work without having to worry about taking somebody else home. I, so the carpooling for that reason wouldn't work out. And then just that, the little nitpicking of uh, all those little things. I, I don't know if I could deal with that. Jeff in Kemore, you're on WBEN. Jeff, what's going on? Have you ever carpooled? Only on road trips. Not to work. Yeah, a road trip, that's, yeah, that's one thing. You, you carpool, you all go together, you try and save with that. But, all right, on a road trip, you carpool. Is Are you, like, passing the hat asking for gas money? When I was a teenager, yes. As an adult working, no. That's right. All right. I'm the same way as you, Jeff. You know, whoever's driving, listen, I'm driving this time. Someone will drive another time or someone will buy me, a, you know, a, an energy drink or something like that. And, and we'll call it even. It, it all washes out in the end. I like that. But uh, what, what are you doing with these rising gas prices? Well, you know, I just try to put a little perspective on it. I mean, here we are going from, you know, $2 and something covid you know, when no one demand is super low to now it's four dollars and something. I drive a Prius. You know, I've been driving a, since 2014 and I bought it when they were on sale after the gas price from 2000. You know, uh, you know, after the gas prices were four dollars and something and uh, uh, the hybrid cars were just selling like crazy mm-hmm. when it was four dollars. And then a few years after that, they ordered all these Priuses, the gas prices went down, and they were sitting on them. So I bought it. It was cheap. Um, I like it. It's not the car I want to drive. It's ugly. But I love saving gas because I'm just cruising around town. I, in fact, I want the plug-in hybrid. I want to be able to plug in and let it charge all day so I can do my city driving for free. 
at least at this point, and then use the gas. But to get the gas price, what I was trying to get at is, um, I mean, look at Fort Erie. They're at seven dollars and something a gallon. It's like a dollar eighty something, dollar seventy something a liter. You know, that comes up to seven point eight seven. I forget the breakdown. Uh, it's it, it three point eight, three point something uh, seven eight five. I think it's the breakdown per per gallon. You know, they're at seven dollars and something a liter. If it hits two dollars, it, it, it's it's going to be almost almost eight dollars a gallon. Right across the bridge. No, it's crazy. Well, I know that. So it's not just us. It's not just the United States and you know the when the world wants gas or or, or oil, regardless if we're manufacturing ourselves or not. Most of our oil, we would sell if the other countries are buying it, right? Isn't that how that works? I mean, we all you know it's a global commodity, and that's why the prices. I think if you lock the U.S. down and say we're only keeping our petroleum for ourselves and regulate the price, that would be the way to solve the gas price. If that was energy independent as far as on uh, oil, but even a pipeline that's coming from Canada. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, appreciate the call on that plug in hybrid. That's me. That's uh, what I drive. And I got to say, there's something to be said for these prices are skyrocketing and I am currently not really impacted. That's I fill up every thousand miles or so, and there's something to be said for that. Now, it's a more expensive car, so you know it's you're you're saving money somewhere, you're spending more money somewhere else. But the gas, I'm not losing hair over gas prices, which is nice. Um, you, you know, you pay more somewhere somewhere else, but again, it, it is nice to have that, and a lot of other people. You see more and more on the roads now, uh, plug-in or electric or something like that. Now, too worried about gas prices right now, which is nice to have that option. Uh, an option that you really didn't have at many other, you know, any other time. 2008, you know, when these prices were last this high, you didn't have that option to go back to or to fall back on. Uh, but, you know, try and deal with it as best you can. It's tough. The carpooling is just not for me. Someone else saying on the splitting the bill, you know, we have a group of friends. There's some people who don't drink. Why should they pay for my alcohol? I'm over here having three drinks, and they're having none. I get that that to an extent. Maybe ask for a separate check. I mean, at some point, pick them up a meal. I I just hate the. There's something about the sitting around. Right. And squabbling over something that's under a you know a really significant amount of money we're to put it in perspective when i'm going out with friends and we're talking about this we're not going to five star restaurants <laughs> you know we're very rarely eating at a nice place where it's a significant amount of money and even so you go out with a couple people you figure it out you try and make it as even as possible and it even sound the end. Hopefully, that's the case. if you have good friends, that's the case. I think. Anyways, that's just me. But that's just one. I'm not the carpool type of person. If it works out for you, that's great. You live close enough. You work close enough. I that can work. It's just, it is just not something. Maybe I'm not good at sharing. 
I'd say, you know, I teach my kid how to share. I start teaching myself, I guess. Uh, and then there is uh, another story that I wanted to get to, too, and we'll be talking about uh, more in the next hour. This ban on what they're calling, I've never heard it phrased this way, real estate love letters. This is the debate going on in the state of Oregon, where a federal judge has blocked a first-in-the-nation ban on these so-called real estate love letters, those personal notes from home buyers to home sellers. I don't know. What's behind that? Do you have a, a story of a real estate love letter? You can let me know. 803-0930 if you want to weigh in throughout the morning here. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN. Hey, thanks for sticking around here. Brian Mazarowski on WBEN. Talking about a whole host of things uh, here. Joe, you'll hear from later on this afternoon. And for Tom Bowerly once again. You know, on the gas prices thing, somebody's texting in. Oh, thinking an EV precludes being affected by rising gas prices is short-sighted, maybe selfish. You could say those things, but it's not wrong, at least in the short term, at least not right now. Now, I mean, you're still going to be impacted by rising gas prices, uh, you know, at the supermarket. I mean, rising price of fuel, it's going to impact food because it costs more to get food from one place to another. So that price is going to go up. You're going to feel the impact in some ways. But, I mean, what are all the headlines? Pain at the pump. Those, If you're driving an electric vehicle, you're not going to the pump. So you're not seeing it that way. That's not to say you're not going to be impacted in some way, shape, or form, but you're not impacted in the same, you know, slap you in the face, obvious way, right? That so many people are uh, over the last week, month, since these prices have been just going through the roof. Uh, this story caught my eye all the way out west, uh, where. It's something that I th- I think it's commonplace, right? Um, it's I've heard it a ton. But now, uh, in Oregon, they're looking to ban what they call real estate love letters. Let's take a look. A federal judge blocking Oregon's first-in-the-nation ban on so-called real estate love letters, personal notes from prospective home buyers to home sellers. The Oregon legislature last year attempted to limit housing discrimination. By prohibiting buyers from sending letters to sellers to try and sweeten their offers on houses for sale. Those letters, you know you know what I'm talking about here. They're written to appeal to a seller to accept maybe a less competitive offer. Maybe it's a similar offer, but tug at the heartstrings a little bit. Well, Oregon outlawed them as of January 1st. Lawmakers were seeking to ensure sellers couldn't make decisions based on race, national origin, marital or family status, sex, sexual orientation, or other protected classes. Which I'm not sure how you get all that from the letter. I, I didn't include all that in, you know, when I wrote my letter. <laughs> I, I, my name is Brian, straight, white, man. Um, didn't. Do, does anybody, if you're selling a home, has this ever happened in the history of selling a house? You, you get one of these handwritten notes. You're looking at the handwriting and you, wait a second. The, this is a woman's handwriting. Well, they're not getting the house. It's, I, I don't think that's ever happened 
in the history of uh, any of these letters. But anyways, uh, the, the ban on these love letters was struck down by a judge who said it would violate the First Amendment by restricting free speech a little too broadly. I had, um, you know, one of my own experiences. It wasn't in a letter, but it was actually getting to meet the person. We were looking at a house, and it just so happened the homeowner came kind of unexpectedly around, you know, it was their house. They do whatever they want around their house to go look at something. And, you know, our realtor at the time, you know, kind of nudged us like, hey, this is your chance right here. Like, go. I I mean, you, you got... Make an impression so that when you put an offer in, they might remember you. So we did, introduced ourselves. Seemed very nice. We put our offer in. We got a call from our realtor uh, the next day. They said, yeah, they didn't really care about that. They're just going with the uh, money. (laughs) I was not that charming in person. Uh, But I I was interested in this topic. So I wanted to bring on Sharon Simonelli. With the Buffalo Niagara Association of Realtors. Sharon, I, I feel like this practice, writing a letter, I mean, I, I've heard about this from so many people. I don't know if it's advised from the realtor, it's something that, you know, your parents, it's handed down from the generations, just as, you know, a way to, to get in. I, I feel like so many people are doing it now, though, that I, maybe it doesn't work as well as it once used to. Hi, Brian. How are you today? Hey, doing well. Good. Um, Love letters. They have been a bone of contention for many years now. Our New York State Attorney, Anthony Gatto, really wanted to forbid them from realtors to use them because of the fact they did feel it was violating fair housing. Fair housing has gotten very strict. The laws have all been there. They've added classes to it. But they don't want homeowners to pick because of who the person is. They want the homeowners to judge the offers as written, which is the best offer, which is going to benefit them the most, not who's going to be living in the house. If you write a letter, hey, I'm married with two children, have a million Catholic, and my church is right down the street, and that's what the homeowner is, that's really, you know, going against any other race or religion or, you know, marital status that might purchase the house. That's what the courts are looking at now. Fair housing is a real big topic. Well, it should have been for a long time, but it is right now. You know, it's surprising, Sharon, for me to hear that because when I think of these letters, I think a lot of people think of them. You're thinking more of something that's just, hey, you know, I... I love this house. It looks like the perfect, you know, this is my sappy, I'm sure this is the one you get all the time. Uh, this looks like the perfect home for, uh, you know, our family to grow in and yada, 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 all that sappy stuff. Um, right. and, and, you know, that sounds a lot better than, hey, you know, this is a great house to flip and make a buck on. Right. Well, you see, flipping is not, you know, that's not a protected class. But if you have a, if somebody comes in and doesn't have a family and you choose a family over say a, 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 a gay couple or um, an older couple that wanted the house, now you're discriminating against age. You're discriminating against because you'd rather have the family in your house than 
the other people that have applied, even though their offers could be the same. You're choosing on a protected class. That's where the that's where they're coming from. In New York State right now, if someone sent, if I'm a listing agent and someone sent a love letter, I would have it forwarded right to the attorneys because that puts me in jeopardy if it is breaking a fair housing law. Really? See, I I'm kind of surprised by this. Now, this turns into a whole legal question more than it does. I, I thought this would just be an annoyance question. To be honest, uh, because, you know, I, I would think, and this is the legal question, that, you know, it, it's your property to sell, whether that's a house, a piece of land, a hockey stick, <laughs> you know, uh, that y- you can kind of pick and choose who I want to sell that to. Well, you know, I have this bike. I'm going to sell it to my little brother for a little less rather than the kid down the street who wants it and might give me a little bit more. But, you know, it's because it's my property and my prerogative. But, you know, maybe not, I guess. When you put this out on the open market, you have to follow realtors. If you're for sale by owner, I can't speak for for sale by owners because they're representing their own property. When you hire a realtor to represent you, we have to follow all the fair housing laws. We cannot break. I mean, I can't choose, Brian, because you want the house and you have a family and Mr. and Mrs. Smith over here don't have any children, and Mr. and they want the house too. I just discriminated against someone for it could be age, it could be religion, it could be color, it could be anything. When someone puts offers in it on a house, especially in this market, you need to go in with highest and best. Look at nothing else but what's on that paper. They wanted to even start leaving out names. So they couldn't judge who the buyers were. That, that's to the point where they're coming to. The names will be added to the contract after the fact. And that's kind of wild. Um, I, I was originally, you know, when I uh, brought you on, I thought that we'd be having a conversation of, you know, there's so many, everyone's putting a letter in now. They all got the same story that it just becomes annoying and no one pays attention to them. But no. uh, from what I'm hearing, that's not the case. No, the letters could be very, really, really put realtors in jeopardy with fair housing laws. So if somebody tells me that they're going to send a letter, I send it to the attorney. Don't send it to me. I don't even want to see it. And then make the, the attorneys make the decisions. It's very touchy. It's, you really have to be careful. I mean, fair housing laws are in place to protect these people, to protect these protected classes, because they've always been discriminated against. So you have to, when real estate now, you judge what's on the paper in front of you, not the person buying it or what they have or who they are. You can send a letter in and say, my dog will love your backyard. That's okay because the dog is not a protected class. But if you come in and say that, you know, my children and my kids and all that, and another one comes in and says, you know, we're just married and we don't plan on having children, you know, and, and they're, you know, 65 years old. Well, you don't want an older person in your house. It's the younger kids, so you're judging it on a protected, on a you're going against a protected class. It's discrimination. That's uh, how far down the line does that go? So you know, I'm looking at this this decision in Oregon, where the rule was made. It doesn't stand right now. It was struck down by a judge, but the rule was made so that sellers couldn't make decisions based on 
race, national origin, marital or family status, sex, sexual orientation, or other protected classes. I mean, that's a long list, and, you know, other protected classes that goes down a line. How all-encompassing is that? Like, could I, uh, you know, say, hey, I, I mean, listen— I really like your home. Um, your uh, f- hardwood floors are beautiful. They feel good on my feet. Uh, but, you know, am I outing myself as somebody with feet? I mean, does it go that far? <laughs> no, because your feet are not a protected class. The, the federal protected classes are you know, the race, the color, religion, citizenship of national origin, women's rights, pregnancy. You, you, know, you can't you know, go against someone that's pregnant or gender identity, age physical or mental disabilities, uh, a military veteran. Those are all protected classes. New York State added more. They added in marital status, uh, source of income, lawful source of income, and children, also victims of domestic violence. A landlord or a homeowner could say, oh, my goodness, there's trouble with these people, domestic violence. If they, I mean, you just, you know, that would fall probably more under a rental. But any of these protected classes, you can write a letter. You can write it. The only safe letter you could probably write today is say, Dear seller, I love your house. It's very beautiful. I have a dog that will love your backyard. That's it. Because the dog is not a protected class. Oh, that's that's interesting. Is it different if, you know, say you didn't go through the realtor and you just, somebody acted on their own, left something in the mailbox, and then the seller, without bringing it to anybody's attention, read that letter on their own, and made the decision as to who to sell that to? Well, if I didn't know, I mean, if the seller if the seller told me that they received that letter, I would ask them for the letter and forward it right to their attorney. I, pretty interesting. I, I never would have thought that, Sharon, and uh, I thank you for the exit. So you, you don't get a lot of those? Uh, you don't tell anybody to write the letters or anything? That goes... So against all the advice I hear from, well, I mean, people not in the real estate business, but, you know, family and friends who, uh, right, all say that. Right. I just had one client just two days ago say that they wrote a letter. I said, I'm sorry, I can't take it. I won't do it. I, there's, You could put your license on the line. And I can tell you this, Brian, because I am a member of the Erie County Fair Housing Board. And see what goes on. That's very interesting. Hey, Sharon, thanks so much for the time. I, I really do appreciate it. Sharon Simonelli is with the Buffalo Niagara Association of Realtors. I, what, have you written a letter? Have you gotten a letter? I mean, is that how you got your house? I feel like that story is very common. I, I mean, I know friends who have done exactly that. Wrote a nice letter. I, they weren't thinking of any of this that we just talked about. They were just thinking, oh, you know, here's something nice that might boost my standing. Maybe if they know I'm a nice person, a handwritten note, that's not something people get all the time. Maybe that would sway them a little bit, but apparently that's not allowed. Did you hear some of the things that were included there? I mean, history of domestic violence? Source of income. How deep do you go with source of income? If I'm a couple with a history of domestic violence, my source of income is we're drug dealers. Are we not allowed to 
but I'm offering top dollar. Does it go quite that far? Um, you know, a lot of you chiming in, you said letters helped you get, or at least you believed, you know, sometimes you'll get the feedback right from the seller, you know, hey, that letter was beautiful, put it over the top. Uh, but a lot of times you're just kind of making the assumption that my letter put my offer over the top. Maybe you were the highest offer. You, it was the letter, but you overbid by like 10000 Uh You know, I, I think you'd want just top dollar, period. And that none of this would really matter to you that much. But I, I don't know. I, I always thought the letters were, or at least that's what I was always told, right? The letters make a difference. Send them. I guess not so much here in Erie County, according to the you know Association of Realtors and the Fair Housing Board. 803-0930 if you want to join me. So blocked in Oregon was the rule against them, though, because a judge said it would violate your First Amendment by restricting free speech too broadly. And that's something that I think is maybe a little bit more understandable. How can you tell somebody that they can't write a letter and not be violating their right to free speech? You can't write a letter, use the postal service, maybe not even put it in somebody's mailbox, a non-threatening note. I don't think you can make that rule. And that's exactly what the judge said in Oregon. Maybe you go around that by saying that, okay, you can write the letters, learn a little bit about who you're selling your home of, you know, what, 10, 15, 25 years to, you just can't use that in your decision-making process, which would be pretty hard to prove. But to tell somebody, oh, you just can't write a letter. I mean, that's that's pretty wild. I just got a, a text from Sharon. She said, uh, lawful source of income. So my, <laughs> I guess that that's, the line does stop at the uh, drug dealing uh, family moving in that is you are allowed to push back a little bit on that just a little bit you get that pushback there but i don't know the real estate level i guess that's a art form gone by i know some friends of mine I, i remember they had the love letter and then they got the response back with old photos of the home that were like passed down through homeowners you know back from the home was used to be somewhere else it was moved they had pictures like these old grainy, you know, uh, tinted photos of the house moving from one location to another. And that was really cool that you had. I mean, it's not like they were in constant contact or any contact, really, aside from that one letter. But I do think that is cool to kind of keep right that chain of communication you know, leaving a little note for uh, somebody who's moving in. Here's what it used to be. Hey, here's who's buying your house. Just so you know. I mean, you spend so much of your life inside there, you think you'd want to know. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, blocking Oregon's uh, ban. First in the nation ban on so-called real estate love letters. Uh, but you can still send them in Oregon, at least for right now.
I do, and I do want to find that person who read the letter and just said, wait a second. Is this a gel pen? Is this, is this a sixth grader writing uh, this offer in? Sparkly, purple. Who writes a letter with this anymore? Uh, hey, thanks for hanging out with me. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, BMS and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.